0: Hello world, coming to you live from our dining room, here with you is Kevin, my dad, and myself, Heather, and welcome to Just My Opinion Podcast. We have no idea what we're getting into, but here we go.
1: (laughs) It's Just My Opinion.
0: Just My Opinion.
1: First podcast, I'm going to call this Tears of Service, as I pay my respects the Baltimore City Fire Department for the loss of two recently fi- of two recent deaths in the fire department. As someone who served 27 years, Baltimore City Fire Department, this is just my opinion. It's not to throw anybody under the bus, speak bad of anyone, or put point fingers or blame. This is just an observation through years of service about recent events. I believe through years of running into burning buildings to save sheetrock is what leads up to a lot of injuries. Lord knows I've had enough of them. Watched a lot of people do a lot of damage to themselves. It was told to me long ago by a chief that I worked with, which I will leave his name out, that most injuries occur saving nothing. And how do we distinguish between if there's anyone in the building or not comes simply from experience and doing your job. Sometimes there's a lot of missteps. Sometimes we beat our chest out of pride. And I can honestly say been there done that. And do
0: you want to say what fire department you were in?
1: I did Baltimore City. Oh my bad. I was at Truck Ten, West Baltimore Engine Eight. So you were in the heart,
0: well, not the heart. I guess the worst part.
1: One of the worst for the west side. For the west side, yeah, the bad, the bad part of Baltimore. Probably one of the most vacant areas. And I will say that everything that was ever put in place to protect us went by the wayside because of politics or because of lack of funds, or because orders change, employees change, administration changes. And I'm not going to say that this could have saved anyone. I will just say that the culture has to change. The days of, I mean, there can be friendly competition in the fire department, and that pride of, hey, let's get that fire before the other companies. <sighs> but sometimes that leads us to go into fires with blinders. Now, I'm sure I'm going to get a lot of flack, if anybody even hears this podcast, from the members that I work with, prior members that were before me, and members that are on the job now. But if you take a step back and think about how many fires have you went screaming down the road, pulling up and instead of paying attention to what you're doing you did your job but you did it without really looking to see what you have we have all done it
0: so where do you think that stems from is that a, a generational yeah it, thing? It, it it it's it's kind of a, it's kind of a
1: handed down pride issue um from generational firefighters before during and after meaning after you retire the new generation that comes in and and it gets passed down you know I was in a running company and you know we were the busiest in the city yada 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 okay well that's great
0: so we had talked before about saying in your whole 27 years you had unfortunately two passings of of firefighters but within two years
1: they've lost lost
0: five so in your opinion just your opinion what do you think that is
1: you know, it's a touchy subject, and, and, I, and I really, again, this is my opinion from my observations because I've done it. I'm not going to throw myself out of the mix and say, you know, I'm, I've done this before. It's just, it's not paying attention or it's a culture of let's get that fire, let's get that fire and not sizing it up properly or being impatient, not waiting, not letting the proper things happen first. The engine can't work without the truck and the truck can't work without the engine there has to be a, a wheel that turns
0: so you have to have a solid unit going in
1: well i mean it doesn't always happen that way you know your engine could be your first do and nobody other around and there could be life hanging out the window what do you do well i'm not really worried about the fire at that point i'm worried about life but when you don't see anything and this has happened people will say oh my god my baby's in there sometimes they're not talking about humans. They're talking about animals and we all love our animals, but at some point those things never get thought out properly. I will just say this, that I think the culture has to change. Fires are different. As years go on, there's new materials, there's new construction, there's different construction. Um, And I know in our district, you know, we gave out tons and tons of smoke detectors. And we give out tons and tons of smoke detectors to the same houses. You know, you can't change the mindset of the people in the community. You have to change the mindset of the firefighters. Meaning that, yeah, keep the pride. Baltimore City, in my opinion, is probably one of the best in the whole country. I will always say that the men and women of Baltimore City Fire Department that really are into it are some of the best in the whole world I have worked many fires been through with some firefighters that I would consider okay I wasn't the greatest in my opinion for me but I did my job and the guys I work with I trusted and the girls I worked with I trusted I will just say this now it's about quantity of members and not quality i'm not so do
0: you feel like people are being pushed through like dime a dozen type uh, thing and and no there's not enough experience
1: well like with any other job i think sometimes people are there just to get a paycheck mm-hmm. and i don't understand um why that should be so acceptable. I, I, here's, my, here's my thought process on things. I don't believe that it's okay for a three-year guy to be a lieutenant. And that's the standard. I mean, if you if you got three years in, you can take the lieutenant's test. Unless something's changed that I don't know about. But if you got three years and you're a good test taker, you can be a lieutenant. How does that qualify you to be a leader and this is a really touchy area. Yeah. I, I realize that because, you know, there's guys that did three years on busy, busy companies. That's great. You were a pipe man. You were, you were a lead off. You were a PO, yada, yada. And you might have been a first acting man for a while, or you might have been on a truck company doing the same thing. But still, still, let's talk about the other side of the coin, that you came from a slow company, and you're a good test taker. Now you go to a busy company. You got three and a half years in, and you get that one fire you've never handled before. But because you puff your chest out, just my opinion, and you have a lot of pride, you think that you know everything. A lo- I have seen that a lot of guys that make officer do not rely on the experience of the guys that they've writ that are riding with them.
0: Do you also think it could be the other side of the coin? Is where they they are, you know, let's say they're making lieutenant in three years, but they don't have that ego pride thing; they have that uh, reaction and
1: they, they, they're going off of uh, adrenaline. Yeah, adrenaline is a, 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 a bad thing sometimes because I think they go in with blinders. You know, when I was in the academy, a <laughs> long time ago, um, when I was training, we had companies come by, as they do in the fire academy, and you'd see these older guys, and the first thing they did, they laugh. And this is what was told to me. Everything you learn in the academy, when you get out, Forget about it. I didn't understand it until I got in the field, and I spent my three years of my first three years of my career in a very slow company. I didn't do anything. I'll admit it. And then I went to the West Side. What a culture shock! And that's where I learned everything. And I learned from some good guys. You know, I I I was at Old Four Truck. Learned from some good guys, older guys. Then I went to Ten Truck. And some of the younger guys that were there that were volunteers that I worked with taught me a lot because I was humble enough to accept the fact that they knew more than me. And there's a, that's another issue. Because you read it in a book doesn't make it so. Because you're a good test taker doesn't make you qualified. Experience common sense and learn to be humble. Learn, learn about the people around you. Accept the fact that you don't know everything. Just because you have those pins on your collar does not make you better than everybody else.
0: So recently you were told by somebody that you came up with through the, de- through the department that you – well, not you, but um, let's see, I think he has over 25 years or coming up on retirement, and he's saying to you that you guys don't get – or they don't get the fire that you used to get. So what do you think has changed in that regard? people. I know well, there was a lot of people in, the, in West Baltimore lighting the fires. As we refer to, it's time.
1: called urban renewal. So every time a building gets completely gutted, sometimes it stands because people, whoever owns it, takes the loss on it and uses it as a tax write-off, or it gets bulldozed by the city. And there's And if you, if you go back To see how Baltimore used to be, and you look at it now, you can see how many vacant lots there are, or they even look like parks. They're not parks. They're where houses used to be, where people used to live.
0: What would you say, and we don't have statistics pulled up or anything like that, but what would you say is the um, guesstimated percentage of vacant homes right now in Baltimore City, if you had to guess? 30%.
1: That's
0: pretty significant.
1: Yeah, well, look at it this way, too. I would say that 30% of the population isn't even in Baltimore anymore. Your tax base is gone. Um, housing, you know, in the in the poorer sections, they don't get fixed. Who's going to fix them? And the people that do f- t- fix these houses up, they don't do their right things. There there are tenants and landlords and people that live in these houses that are just trying to make it. Let alone worry about everything. Why do you think the smoke detector uh, program was put out? It was to make sure people had some kind of protection. And then what we what we find, we would go in there and see smoke detector circles where a smoke detectors should be that aren't because they sold, mm-hmm. or for whatever reason. And I'm not blaming anybody or saying it's, you know this, that, or the other sure. thing. I, what I'm saying is, how do we stop firefighter deaths? I don't know. All I know is I worked 27 years. We lost two. Both of them were very unique cases. And in five years, they've lost, I mean, I'm sorry, in two years, they've lost five.
0: Which is huge.
1: Which is, well, it's, yeah, it's, 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 <laughs> it's, it's really huge. And I'm not, I don't know all the ins and outs of it. I've read some of the reports. The and and sad part about it is it's it's nothing's changed. They're, the mode of thinking in the fire department has not changed. You know, I I would like to say this. Men and women of Baltimore City Fire Department stop posting videos.
0: Oh, that's going to strike a nerve.
1: <laughs> I don't care. It's only going to get you in trouble. And sometimes there are so many mistakes that are being shown wide open that it's going to get people jacked up. And and if I can touch on this one thing, this is probably what's going to raise the most eyebrows. There are people in administration who do not belong there. There are jobs created – my just my opinion, <laughs> because they know people, or they're friends with somebody. They don't know anything about. So fire. what's
0: that? What's that term? That magic wand?
1: Well, they you have that, but then you have people coming from outside that, that, that aren't don't even in any, the fire department, right?
0: And know nothing about that. Anything.
1: Are make, that are getting jobs, and they might not. It might not be detrimental to the men and women running the streets, but it takes away money.
0: Would, well, could you say also that um, maybe that's happening because there is no one internally that wants to take on that responsibility?
1: No. These are jobs that are being created.
0: Just, just out of nowhere?
1: I, yeah. I mean, look, to anybody that might hear this podcast that's in the Baltimore City Fire Department, if you could just do, do one thing for me, start with the administration. That starts from battalion chief on up. And look at some of these titles of these people that have these buttons on their collars. Look at some of the people that have the buttons on their collars, the cross bugles. And, and well, let's, let's, go all, let's go down and start it in lieutenant if you want. And it's the lieutenant, the captain. You know, I, I got to be honest. I ran into somebody not too long ago that he didn't even look old enough to be in the fire department. And he's an officer. Does that mean he's not qualified? No.
0: So you're looking at it as an experience level? Yes. Yeah. Strictly, I, experience, strictly level. experience
1: level. Strictly experience level. If I was to say how could we do things a little different, bump up the minimum requirement to be able to be an officer.
0: So in your opinion, what do you think that would be?
1: Five years for a lieutenant, 10 years for a captain, 15 years for a chief. And I know a lot of people are going to say that I'm out of my mind, I'm crazy, but think about it. Just think about it. You are, even as a captain, you become a captain and then you have to act. Not only are you are responsible for the men in your company, but if you, become, if you become a captain, chances are they want you to become acting chief. You are now responsible for a battalion. Or a, let's say a box assignment. Box assignment: five engines, two trucks, medic,
0: so chief uh, team wise. What? How many people would you say you're you're responsible for? If
1: you have a working fire, just a, just let's just say a working fire. Well, you're, that would
0: be under you. So, if you're, you're acting chief or chief,
1: uh, let's okay, right? yeah. And if you have a box assignment, let's say you got a working fire,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you're looking at. You know, maybe 30 people. Okay, so so that
0: kind of gives somebody that doesn't know anything about the fire department a perspective. So Yeah, so now
1: you're responsible for 30 people. And let's just say you got approved to act. 30 people. Let's say you've made chief after 10 years.
0: And you got to make sure they're accounted for.
1: Oh, yeah, and there's all kind of processes. Sure. But what if you're, you know, look, there is a lot of scenarios that – all these people that might listen to this podcast understand. And unfortunately, it's only going to be for the people in FIRE right. that understand this. And medics. I'm not going to pass them up because <laughs> right. <You> they, <laughs> they, they got it hard. But yes. I just feel that if you're a good test taker, you can promote. That doesn't make you qualify for the job. It just doesn't. And I think in my opinion, just my opinion – you have too many that are in these administrative jobs that shouldn't be there. And I'm going to say this. There's not one person that might listen to this that can't deny they've worked with people that shouldn't have that rank.
0: So uh, on top of your opinion of having somebody at experience level of 5, 10, or 15 years, would they have to show a requirement of, okay, this is what I've done in my experience to be able to –
1: Promote also. Well, I would say coming and being in a running company would be would be helpful, but I understand that not everybody gets that that spot.
0: Mm-hmm. But So there's so many factors, right?
1: There's a lot of factors, but there's nothing in place to say, "Okay, well, you know, you, you got 3 years in and you're a lieutenant. Okay, and after th- after 6 years you can be a captain." Mm-hmm. And think about this. And, and if I'm not mistaken, it's you only got to be a lieutenant for three years before you can take the captain's test. But let's say you make chief on, I mean, you make captain on the seventh year. Mm-hmm. Now you're going to be an acting chief at some point. So you have seven years on the job. You're going to be responsible for a, a fire ground. And I mean, I don't want to call out any company. So let's just right. say you come from a very slow company. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows what I'm talking about. I don't even have to say it. Everybody's going to know what I'm talking about when I say that you got a seven-year guy that's acting captain. He's on a fire ground, and he comes from a slow company. What's the first thing that's going to come to your mind if you're on the fire ground? You all know it. You're all thinking it. I don't even have to say it. So I am not better than anybody else. Made a lot of mistakes in my career. I'm not going to deny that in the least little bit. Was never a super firefighter. Never claimed it did my job did the best that I could, but I always looked after my people and anybody that knows me knows that to be true if you're in a fire and I'm with you I got you I don't care who you are where you come from I don't care about none of that the politics of the fire department have gotten out of hand I do not believe that there should ever be a chief hired outside of the fire department of our fire department. I think all our chiefs should come from within. I think there should be, I can't say more training or better training because I think, you know, a lot of people are trained. I just think sometimes the training gets a little, a little, no, I would say a little, uh, excessive in some areas because we don't have those kind of structures or we don't do that kind of firefighting. I will say this. The culture of the newer fire department, because I don't know this one now.
0: Because you retired in and 15 you
1: know. was my April 1st, 2015 was my last day, but I was probably retired on vacation a year before that. So let's just say this. I came in in 87 and I retired in... Uh, my last work was in 14. Okay. It's n- I don't know this fire department now. I know of your their processes and their changes. I could never work the schedule they worked.
0: And that's the other thing, too, is that they, they shifted to a different schedule from the time that you were in because you well, were doing I, I, two on, two off? No. Right.
1: We, uh, yeah, two day works, two, days, two nights. Right. Now if, they're um, on... They're on 24. 24 on, 24 off, 24 on, five days off. The problem is there's burnout.
0: I mean, that's a big problem. Sure. And it, it happens is. to everybody. Yeah, I mean, there's
1: <laughs> nobody going to tell me they don't get burnt down. You know, you get three fires in a night, you're done. Mm-hmm. So your whole next day is spent sleeping. You know, unless you're just so hyper that you can handle, but eventually it catches up. Too. Is
0: it difficult for you sometimes as an outsider looking in because you can really see the whole thing as opposed to individual companies or whatever? Well,
1: it's difficult because there's still a lot of people in that fire and that this fire department that I care about. Right. And that, that, that I know are staying in because of they either can't afford to retire or they're afraid to retire. And that's another thing. You have some people that just don't belong in this fire department anymore. You know? The days, in my opinion, of trying to put 40 years in a fire department is ridiculous. Mm -hmm. You know? I mean, to the people that understand what I'm saying that know me, know what I'm referring to. When you have guys staying in 35, 40, 45, even 50 years, for what? For what? So you can say, I did 50 years. Okay.
0: But do you think it could also be... Maybe some fear of what's next or yes. what do I – I, think I a, won't have – I won't have anything. I or, think
1: a lot of it is the fear that once I retire, I'm going to die.
0: I think that's a big part of it. And, and I understand well, And they I won't know what it. to do. Like, okay, for – you you know, when you laugh, you have responsibilities. So you had that focus and you had that, okay, A plus B equals C, whatever. But then what uh, – a uh, guy who's got maybe 45 years in who's maybe looking uh, beach bound – and then he's like, well,
1: now what? Here's Good. what I would say to all, the, to all the newer people, to all the rookies, to all the people that have 10 years or less. And I'm just using 10 years as a figure, in my opinion. Try to do – try to look at it this way, that you would like to be able to retire and collect a paycheck for the same amount of years you did service. So to those guys who did 40 years, they're not going to be able to collect 40 years worth of pension. So is it worth it? In my opinion, I think everybody should get out of 30 years. I don't think you should be able to work past 30 years, even if you came in when you are 18. 30 years is a long time. Enjoy your life. Enjoy your money. You want to do something else, do something else. But why take the chance anymore? You're not the same person. You don't think 30 years of beating your body up every day and jumping out of bed and climbing ladders and pulling hose and putting your hands in blood and everything else is, 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 is you're going to be the same person after 30 years? I don't think so. A lot of guys work these 35, 40 years, and they don't collect a paycheck. They die. So my goal for me is, as I did 27 years, I hope I can, when I can collect 27 years worth of retirement. So right now I've already collected eight. I have 19 more to go. I'll be 81 years old when I have matched my years of service with my pension. That's what I think the goal ought to be. You know, I don't care if you don't have anything else in your life. Find something. You know, I, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, this is my first podcast with, with Heather and I, and I chose to do this because I think these deaths hit home. And the prior deaths two years ago really hit home they were pretty much all young very and they were all just starting for the most part their careers still had a long way to go and I can't say what the missteps were if any or you know maybe this is just you know things that happen but We need to be more efficient in the way we do things to prevent it. Again, I worked 27 years, and we lost two. Um, One was in a warehouse fire, and one was in a house fire that just flashed over.
0: So some would say, okay, where do you start? How do you you even begin? Because I feel like, not to cut you off, but I feel like it's a... um, Gradual combustion, like it was a ticking time bomb, through the department. Of like certain things were happening that maybe led up to this. First off, and and first thing comes to my mind is shortages.
1: You know, you can't blame everything on shortages. I mean, you can't. I'm just
0: saying that as an outsider.
1: Right, you can look at it that way, but I, I, I gotta be honest. First off, there's a big thing called accountability. Programs are put into place and they're never finished. For whatever reason, and 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 when I was in, we had the, I think it was called Codex, Ray. Um, New York's been doing it for a while. You know, when they saw a vacant building and they know it was in really bad shape, they marked it. Whether they spray painted it, whatever they did, they marked it so that when you pulled up, you knew it was visible. It was big enough that you could tell. Well, we used to give placards out or put up, hang up placards on there and what it was, it was a big red sign with a big white X on it. Well, we found out that the people in the neighborhood were tearing them down. They didn't, the city didn't want spray paint on there because they didn't want everybody to know how many vacant buildings there were in the city. I'm going to be honest about that. Just, you can check my facts if you want. The mayors didn't want everybody to know. So there is an issue right there. That needs to begin. Forget it. Like
0: how, how do you control that if you have outside factors? You know, civilians come along saying let people let them
1: spray paint the buildings.
0: Let them do it.
1: No, we let uh, if we're going to do it. Yeah. In other words, they made signs up so it wouldn't look like we were spray painting. Like it wouldn't.
0: See. I see. they were covering it up.
1: They, yeah, they okay. they didn't want the buildings to look well, like well, there it was, was graffiti. <laughs> You know, just like, uh, people, I know a lot of people will remember this one. They used to put plywood on the windows and make them look like they had flower pots on them so they wouldn't look like they were vacant. Mm, yeah. Okay, let's not lie about it. Yeah. You know, if you're embarrassed about it, then do something about it. If it's a vacant building and nobody's paying well, taxes would, on it. I
0: wouldn't say it's an embarrassment. It's then covering up a, a known issue.
1: It's called politics.
0: And, exactly.
1: Well, politics costs people their lives. Correct. You know, so, then you, then you... <laughs> You, you make know, just
0: my opinion.
1: You yeah. You make people accountable. You know, <laughs> accountable for for taking those programs out because the mayor or and I'm not going to say this for sure, but somebody says, okay, well, they don't want us doing that because it looks bad. Well, the reason we're doing it is to protect us. You know, and then you have building inspections and paperwork and somewhere along the transition things get lost um, you could pull up to a building that looks like it's occupied and it doesn't have any kind of markings on it I would say somebody needs to know if that building is truly occupied or not because if it's vacant and somebody's in there they shouldn't be in there I didn't mind risking my life for people I didn't know but I did mind risking my life for people that didn't care whether I risk my life or not if that makes any sense sure. you know I'll even go in there to save an animal but if you were in a vacant building and you shouldn't be because you were doing drugs or trying to keep warm or whatever then you know what then we got an issue with
0: but how are how you going to be able to communicate that when you have a call and no, all you have is a report of an occupied dwelling.
1: Because it's addresses. When an address comes up, another thing should pop up saying if it was occupied or not. That's called accountability. That's why, look, I don't know, and everybody's gonna, everybody knows what I'm talking about when I say this. How many of you all been on building inspections? How many times you do building inspections? How many times you put up smoke detectors? I know I, put, I probably put up 10,000 smoke detectors in my career, maybe even more. To the same house. There's paperwork to back all this. And if there's not, and if nothing pops up on that CAD, when that address comes up, why not? Why not? Why shouldn't that that address come up and say, okay, formerly occupied, is occupied, is in bad condition. Shouldn't we have that as our protection? So then
0: are your checks and balances in place?
1: No. Right. That's the point. So I'm just going to close with this. This discussion was not to put anybody down, put anybody in administration down, call anybody out. This was just my opinion. As somebody who's been there, done that, has a whole lot of t-shirts and still cares about what the men and women of BCFD do. Because you have friends. Uh, There's a lot of people I care about. And if anybody ever gets a chance to to listen to this, they'll know who they are. And I have a son that is second generation in a fire department. And I'm hoping that things change because I'd like to protect every son and every daughter. It's not just about mine, it's about all of you. So if you get a chance to listen to this podcast, you can disagree or agree. But if you really listen to what I'm saying, you'll understand that what I'm saying, you've all if you have some time in, you've all done it. You'll all understand my words. Do I have the answers? Nope. But there's got to be a starting point, and it's got to come from the top. The top has to make the right choices for the people under them, and that's my point. Sometimes the people at the top are no more qualified than the people at the, and, that are under them.
0: Because oh, everything rolls. Hill.
1: well right. you know and then you just get people that just are just there for the job so if you get a chance to listen to this thank you and be safe
0: and we're signing off that's just our opinion thanks for joining us listening and if you have comments or feedback i'm not sure how we're gonna do that yet but we're gonna get it out there and that's that all right thanks guys have a nice day